Hi, I'm Carrie Bishke, professional athlete, licensed therapist, and mindset coach. I created Ready, Set, Mindful as an online mental health resource for athletes and high performers like you. And this is the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishke. I'm so excited to be with you today for this solo episode all about sleep. Ironically, on a day that I'm underslept, I usually am pretty good about getting my eight hours. I can notice a difference if I get, you know, seven and a half, between seven and a half and eight. I really am someone who likes to function right at eight. And I'm just sluggish today. I am feeling it, not a ton of energy. I was up last night having a little bit of anxiety, um, something I usually don't talk about on the podcast, but my husband and I are going to be going through IVF. So just kind of going down the whole rabbit hole of what that's going to look like doing a lot of research. Anyone who has, uh, you know, a type a brain kind of maybe can relate to where I'm coming from with that. So didn't get the amount of sleep that I wanted to last night. And, um, Austin is gone for the next month and a half. So I'm by myself rabbit holing with the dogs. They're not going to stop me. Uh, If Austin was here, he would definitely be like, put your laptop away. We're going to sleep. Do what your clients do, what you tell your clients to do. Um, But he wasn't there to kind of drop the sleep hammer. So here I am four and a half hours of sleep, recording a sleep podcast. Uh, so that's fun. It's been a long time since I actually have had that few hours of sleep. So it's kind of fun to be doing this podcast today. We'll see how well my, my brain is functioning. So anyway, for sleep for athletes and and high performers, you know, we hear how important our sleep is all the time. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have been for a while, you know, I always talk about how important like your sleep, your night routine is. So we're definitely going to get into that in this episode, talk about things that you can do to optimize your sleep hygiene, your sleep routine, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, as an athlete, as a high performing person, your plate is super full. You have a lot of responsibilities. Lots of things are being demanded of you. So it's really hard to find that off switch and, our society especially really normalizes and, uh, you know, the lack of sleep that we, we get, you know, and it's kind of just something that's normalized and casualized really, uh, when we're talking about sleep. So sometimes it's associated with like laziness or I'll sleep when I'm dead, or, um, there's so many other things I could be doing to be more productive rather than sleep. Like that's a big one that hits home for, for me, Um, you know, I have so much to do, but once I started to figure out the neuroscience and really how important sleep is for recovery, that was just a game changer for me. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not just going to blindly follow, um, this guidance of I'll sleep with them, you know, I'll sleep with them dead. And, um, you know, there's so many or more other things I could be doing right now. Um, once I started seeing the ways that like sleep, when I'm well slept, the way that that gives back to my performance, my mental performance during the day, um, you know, it's a game changer. And I'm definitely feeling that like I'm reverse engineering <laughs> what I'm telling you right now today, because I'm feeling 
I'm also feeling those effects of not having, uh, you know, been slept for eight hours. So I might, I feel like my, everything's moving a little bit slower. I'm not as sharp. Uh, I feel like my eyes might close at any moment. You know, my concentration's definitely impacted. Um, my workout wasn't as good today. I had a swim and it was just felt a little slow and lethargic, you know, um, athletes are more likely to get injured when they're underslept. So there's so many things that just point to, uh, you know, being, being, uh, well-rested and well-recovered, right. We're putting in all this work for our physical body to build muscles and to grow stronger. And we really beat to death, like the, the technical side of our sport and our performance and all of that. But if we're not letting our bodies rest and recuperate and letting those fibers uh, and muscles really heal and regenerate, then we're not really making a ton of gains, are we? Because they're not really getting enough time to do what they need to do in order to help us perform better. So that's my spiel on sleep. Super important. Um, If you're not getting it, get it. Podcast over. Just kidding. Um, I mean, I remember when I was a college athlete at University of New Mexico. I don't know how I functioned. I also played when I was playing in Spain. I also functioned on, um, I used to take like espresso, like two shots of espresso, like right before the game. If you're someone who's done this, <laughs> definitely let me know. So I'm don't feel like the only lone wolf weirdo, but I just loved the way that I felt when I had had a couple of shots of espresso. And that was definitely a Spanish, you know, thing to do like in Europe where, you know, we're eating a couple hours before the meal. And I had just like two shots of espresso and I'd be like, like a little bit buzzy, um, shaking, which is not awesome. You don't want to, don't want to feel like that. That was the opposite of what I should have done, especially given like the amount of performance anxiety I had throughout my, um, you know, my career, that buzzing, shaking, um, you know, sweating (laughs) feelings that I was experiencing was just making my anxiety so much worse. Right. If I were to be doing meditation, which I started to like later in the last couple of years of my career, for sure. But if I would have found meditation, mindfulness, um, and been seeing a sports psychologist or therapist earlier, like, oh my God, that would have been, that would have been so much better. Um, but yeah, was using caffeine as a coping tool, you know, to help me play better, get some adrenaline in my bones. And then guess what? I wasn't sleeping super great after the games either, as any athlete can relate to, you know, especially if you have night games, like the adrenaline's going, especially if you had caffeine, caffeine is such a long half-life, right? Um, So it's in your system for a while. So you want to be super mindful of your caffeine consumption. So if you're someone that struggles with sleep, uh, definitely something to be mindful of. Get all your caffeine consumption in, you know, prior to 10 o'clock and do, do not be tempted to do that afternoon when you're feeling like that afternoon crash, maybe like before practice or in your work day or something like that, like around two or three, um, do a meditation instead, go for a walk instead, take a 10 to 25 minute power nap, um, really resist the urge to like chug a Red Bull. God, I hope you guys aren't chugging Red Bull. Please don't do that. But, um, you know, or to take, you know, get that 
cup of coffee, like that late in the day, because it really does stay in your system for a long time. So minimize the caffeine. Um, if you're wanting to kind of up your, your sleep routine, let's talk about that a little bit. So other than the caffeine, limiting your caffeine to earlier in the day, you know, 12 hours before bed, that's definitely someplace to start. Another thing that's super helpful and a big mistake that I see a lot of athletes making, and sometimes this isn't by choice, it's just by circumstance or, um, you know, the way that your day is kind of laid out. So sometimes you don't always have as much control as you would like. Um, and so you're eating a lot later and maybe eating and then climbing into bed like an hour later or less sometimes. And that is not great for sleep, right? So we don't want your digestion. Um, you know, we don't want your system to be working super hard. Um, and you know, that's not great for sleep. Your body doesn't know it's it's going to focus on that digestive process. It's not going to really focus on getting you into, um, you know, your deep re- relaxing restorative s- state that you want to be in before sleep. If there's so much happening beneath the surface. So make sure that you're eating a meal, your meal two hours before bedtime. That's really a good window. Um, and I also like that two hour window for screens. So having like a screen cut off. And again, like if you're a student athlete or, um, you know, and you're up super late, like doing homework and things like that, there's, there's shit you have to get done. I totally get that. But as much as you can control it two hours before bed, you're not laying in bed, looking at TikTok or checking your email and not turning off and then just trying to get your brain to go to bed. Cause that blue light exposure is like everything in your phone is telling your body and your brain to wake up right? It's not time for sleep. We're stimulated. We're ready to go. Um, right. So it's inducing anxiety and sending a really unclear message to your body and your brain that you're actually alert and you're ready to kind of keep going with the day. So it really, really fucks with you. So blue light, um, you know, as much as you can control it and you can, I promise, uh, cut yourself off before bed, two hours before bed. Another thing that really helps with sleep is, uh, getting outside, right? So we want to regulate your circadian rhythm. We want to build that melatonin, uh, throughout the day. So we have to get outside, even if it's not nice out. Like I realize I am in Florida here and, uh, there's other parts of the country where it's raining and snowing and maybe you're in other country listening. If so, that's amazing. Love it. Tell me what the weather is, where you are. Um, but the, you know, the sun doesn't matter. It's the natural light that is occurring throughout the day. So even when I like lived in Sweden, I played my first year of professional volleyball over in Sweden, like the super North of Sweden can't get any further North. Like I was living literally next to a reindeer farm. It was amazing. Um, but it was light for like four hours a day. When I say light, I mean like overcasting and gray. That was the only amount of natural light that we had. It was really hard, honestly, for my mental health to stay in, not that I grew up in California or Florida or anywhere super sunny. Washington is like a four season state, you know, but oh my gosh, it really does a number on you. Uh, You know, the seasons are so extreme in Sweden and light all throughout the summer. And, you know, we got midsummer and everything is amazing. It's like Alaska, um, in that respect. Right. 
But with the winter, it is cold and dark and dreary, and there's not a ton of natural light. So you have to really take advantage when you can get it. So I remember like, you know, our practice would get done and like rush outside to try to like catch the tail end of like whatever natural light I can, I could get. Cause it's like your body craves it, right? You just, you miss it when it's gone and our body needs that. We need to regulate our circadian rhythm. So any natural light that you can get, even if it's just for five minutes a day, just pop in your head outside, taking a break from your screen it's going to really benefit you. It's stuff that's going on, you know, underneath the surface. You're not going to all of a sudden feel this massive boost in energy or mood, but it's, it's a slow, it's a slow roll. Right. And just know that it's going to help you with sleep. Um, you know, another couple of things that are super helpful, uh, for sleep would be supplements. I know a lot of people do melatonin. I'm not a big fan of melatonin, getting melatonin dependent, uh, not super great, but I do, I love Andrew Huberman. Uh, he's a neuroscientist out of Stanford. He has an amazing sleep cocktail that works really, really well. Um, I've had it work amazingly for lots of clients and I will definitely link that in the show notes. It's, you know, magnesium citrate, it's L-theanine and apigenin, I believe. Um, so it's a combination, a trifecta of, supplements that is, you know, designed to put your body and brain at rest. So it's something that I think is worth a shot, um, making sure that you're, you know, you're getting all the right foods during the day, your body's fueled, you're not feeling too close to bed, all of these fun things that we talked about to really help optimize your sleep routine. The last thing that I'm going to talk about is something that I get a lot of shit for. Um, I mean, it's, it's something that I am such a big fan of and I, I love it. I think it's great, but some of my clients who I recommend it to are like, you're a crazy train. Don't tell me to do this, <laughs> but taping your mouth. Uh, so if you're somebody who struggles with sleep, it's, you know, and you don't have sleep apnea, you're not aware that you have any sort of sleep apnea, but maybe you're a mouth breather. Um, you know, it's, it's worth a shot. Nostril breathing is what I, you know, I recommend that you do that throughout the day, um, just to calm your nervous system, right. To send calming, soothing signals from brain to body throughout the day. Uh, a lot of us are mouth breathers and guess what? That gets our anxiety really revved up and going. So when you, whenever you can, whenever you you're in the car, you're commuting, you're walking to and from, um, you know, here and there, just breathe in and out through your nose, right? No, one's going to think that you're a weirdo. You're literally just breathing, but you're sending that calming signal, um, which is decreasing your anxiety. Like it's allowing your brain to get the oxygen that it needs to make better decisions, um, have better concentration, all of these other processes that are super helpful for athletes and just humans to have throughout the day. Right. So nostril breathing is so, so important. And sometimes like if we're in a relationship or we, you know, um, we're sleeping with someone, they let us know that we're a shitty sleeper or we snore or we breathe too loud or we roll over a lot or like are some sort of, uh, or sleep is disrupted. So if you're a person who has been told that you're 
you know, you're pretty disruptive when you sleep, you're snoring, you're mouth breathing, you're having disrupted sleep a lot. I think the mouth tape could be something super helpful for you. I'll link what Austin and I use like in the show notes, we used to use this brand, um, this bamboo brand from Amazon. I, I have to check and see if they're, they've been out of it for a while. So we were just using some KT tape. Um, but it doesn't have to be as like, you know, obtrusive as, as you think it is. You're not duct taping your mouth, the half of your face, anything crazy. It's literally just a small piece of tape that goes just right over your bottom and top lip enough to kind of like seal. And then, you know, a little bit past the edge of your lips so that your, your mouth is fully, you know, it's fully closed. So it's signaling you to breathe in and out through your nose. Um, Austin really struggles with sleep. He's a mouth breather. God bless my sweet husband. And I probably a mouth breather too. I don't know. He's like so deep in sleep though. And is like, so unaware of what's happening that I'm just, he doesn't never tell me what I'm doing. Cause he's so out of it. So, um, I'm just the one that lets him know, Hey, we're, we're taping our mouths. Um, so this is from, you know, I read the book, uh, breath by James Nestor. He's fantastic. And this book is amazing. And it just talks about all the benefits of nasal breathing. And so we kind of got on that train and haven't really hopped off. It's been so helpful. Austin sleeping so much better. I'm sleeping so much better. Um, not waking up a million times throughout the night, uh, you know, because we're waking ourselves up with our snoring or mouth breathing, or he's waking me up. Um, but it's super helpful. So if you're someone that's really struggled with sleep and you're kind of out of all the tools, this is kind of an out of the box tool for you to try. It's the next phase. So if you're, you've done all the supplements, you've done the natural light, you've done all the other tips. Um, you sleep with your phone outside of your room or at least away from your bed. Uh, you know, then the mouth, the mouth tape is worth a try. It really is. So I want to hear your experience in the comments. So make sure if you're someone that has tried that, then let me know how it works out for you. So let's just recap here, all of our tips, you know, for optimal sleep, you want to create a sleep conducive environment, right? So we talked about, um, a sleep schedule. Actually, we didn't talk about that. My bad. Uh, creating a sleep schedule. So going to bed, waking up at the same time. So your body knows that it can trust you. You're kind of on track and aligned with your circadian rhythm. So the natural light really helps with that. So going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, cueing your body, doing different things in your nighttime routine that cue your body that it's time for bed. Um, whether that's you're eating two hours before, maybe you have some tea an hour before bed. Maybe you read a book. What's your wind down schedule look like? What does your body have to, you know, depend on, you know, how, how are you cueing it? Okay. So turn off the screens at least, at least an hour before bed. I know I said two, but we got to start with some micro goals here. So at least an hour before bed, right? If you're someone that's in bed with your phone, then let's just do 15 minutes, like 15 minutes and then crawl in bed. Um, so we got to start small. So whatever that is for, for you, um, you know, but the screen detoxes is pretty critical. Okay. So another thing that can be helpful, making sure your bedroom is, you know, cooler temperatures, obviously more beneficial to, to sleep 
uh, to, to have better sleep. So cooler temperatures, um, you know, making sure you have comfortable sheets and, uh, you know, things that are going to be conducive to, to you staying asleep. It's nothing worse than like waking up hot. Um, you know, I've had that happen before. So we sleep with a really cool, cool temp in our room. And that is key for sleep. The caffeine, another big thing, remember it has a really long half-life, so do not overdo it with the caffeine. Um, alcohol too, I didn't talk about this, but alcohol definitely, I hear this a lot from clients like, but my wine, you know, whatever makes me go to sleep or it's just a little treat for me. Um, I'm like, well, wear your watch to bed. You'll see that you get shittier sleep when you drink, you know, but, um, but I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, having a drink as like a way to kind of unwind and relax sometimes does cue your body that it it's time to relax. Um, but just know just that it's not helping your sleep. Okay. So caffeine, alcohol, just be mindful of those things. Um, the natural light we talked about, even just for five minutes a day, I just really want these tools to be super bite-sized and accessible so that you'll at least do you know one of them. If you string a couple of them together, amazing. That'll be great. Um, we know that that's going to help us be better athletes and be better humans to one another throughout the day. If I'm walking around underslept and irritated and lethargic and not paying attention because my focus sucks, I'm more likely to get in an accident driving. Um, you know, I'm not going to be taking instruction very well, like in practice, my workouts are going to be compromised. Um, not going to be the nicest person to be around. All of my decision-making is going to be impacted. So you really see sleep impacting every single area of your life, right? So it's a big one to focus on. So if you're someone that needs one last reminder, go to bed right now, <laughs> go get some sleep, your friends and your family and other people in your life will notice uh, that you're in a better mood and you're a little bit less, less groggy, more energy, all of those fun things. And then you'll notice those things too. So get, get some sleep, your body and your brain will definitely thank you for it. And if you haven't checked out the blog up on the website, readysetmindful.com, make sure you guys go and check that out. I just put a, a blog up about sleep as well. So if you need this podcast in word form, you can go check out, check out the show notes, I've linked a couple of things for you there with Andrew Huberman's sleep cocktail, uh, James Nestor's book and, uh, yeah, go check out the blog at readysetmindful.com. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the ready set mindful podcast with me, Carrie Bishke. If you like what you hear, make sure to like comment and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram or visit readysetmindful.com for free resources, courses, and other ways to work with me. Until next time, be well, stay mindful.